0: Blessed assurance, and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship (KCF). We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. Thank you so much for the warm, hey Mister, hey Charlie Asaba, the warm welcome. Um, okay, remember. Wow. Um, okay, so obviously, I have to start by giving honor to whom honor is due. I would like to thank our campus pastor, Papa Ruli, for the opportunity. Thank you so much, my man of God. I love you. So, I'd like to thank the Papa of the house, Apostle KCJ Got Thank you, Papa, wherever you are. I love you. God bless you. Um, I'd also like to thank my parents because I mean Yeah. Um so in light of pastors' appreciation, right? We are going to be talking about honor. I know my president, another man I'd like to honor. Thank you so much, my president. um i know last two weeks i believe he he just um he gave the sermon on on honor in assessing divine guidance right um so yeah this is a new month and um our theme for the month is the covenant month of um righteousness peace and joy and thanksgiving through the holy spirit very powerful powerful theme for the month, so today I would like to speak to us on honor, our divine covenant with God. And um, we'll be looking at it in terms of how we can use honor to access righteousness, peace and joy. So it's a bit of the theme everywhere. So let's just get into it. Um, So Let's start by defining honor. Right. Um, I know we all see honor as like appreciation, and it is not bad, Like it's not a wrong way to see honor. But the textbook or the dictionary definition of honor is respect. And I would like us to understand that honor is synonymous to respect and appreciation. You cannot honor someone if you don't respect them. Honor begins with respect and obedience. But before we discuss honor, let's talk about a covenant. So a covenant is an agreement between two people, right? And I know if you've read the Bible, you know that we have multiple covenants with God, so many, right? But honor is one of the covenants we have with God. It is biblical. And we can see this from Exodus 195. I'm
1: calling on my president to <laughs> Exodus 19 verse 5. Okay. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Please okay. come to
0: verse
1: 8. Then all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord.
0: So in these two verses, we see that God presented a covenant to the people of Israel. And when he presented this covenant, they didn't even read through nothing. They didn't know what the covenant was. Here. They all said, Fain. all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So let's move to Exodus twenty twelve. We'll see where the covenant comes in.
1: Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Okay. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Amen.
0: So, this was one of the covenants that they made with God that day. It was part of the Ten Commandments. So, in a covenant, it's an agreement, but there are laws, there are commands within the covenant, which establishes the agreement. And this was one of the Command under the covenant that the people of Israel spearheaded by Moses made with God so honor is a command from God i we seen that we read this we see that there's a promise attached to it it says honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you if you read the Bible you realize that this is the first ever command with a promise attached to it and if you know the Bible very well, you know that God doesn't joke with his firsts. First, everything. Everything first is very sacred to God. So when you desecrate the sacredity of a first command, <laughs> you dishonor your birthright. Because your birthright is your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The issue with this scripture in terms of what we do to this scripture is that we see honor your father and your mother as just those who gave birth to you but that is not what it is again if you read the bible carefully father is not the person who gave birth to you your father is your priest your spiritual nurturer so anybody who is nurturing you in the faith anybody who is anybody who has become a guide to you is a father it is not just those who gave birth to you. If you read the Bible very, very carefully, you see that the, the word father, God doesn't joke with it. It's not everybody. You see some, sometimes they'll say, how do I put it? Whom he bore. It's just whom he gave birth to. When they use father, it means priest, someone who is covering you, someone who is guiding you. But we don't see it like that. Anybody who thinks about this scripture thinks about, oh, my parents, the people who gave birth but that's not how it is right and like i said we'll be taking it from the perspective of how we can use honor to assess righteousness peace and joy so let's look at and this ties into what i was saying about fatherhood let's look at first timothy one two how many of us know paul never had children hey bible scholars uh huh. He never gave birth to anybody. Paul never gave birth to anybody. But when you read the word, you see he calls so many people sons, 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 and it is because he was their spiritual covering. So in that sense, he is their father, even though he did not give birth to them. So let's read from First Timothy one two. First Timothy
1: chapter one verse two, to Timothy, a true son in the faith. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: Let's read Philemon
1: 1.10. Philemon one ten. I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten while in my chains. Amen. And let's read
0: Titus one four.
1: Titus chapter 1 verse 4 to Titus a true son in our common faith grace mercy and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior amen
0: Amen. so if you a man who never had children who never gave birth automatically had three friends and you must wonder what did they do because if you a lot of people followed Paul Paul was a father to many but From what I have read, it's only three people that he called his sons. He fathered many, like he took care of a lot of people. It it makes you wonder, what were they doing differently? That dear to Paul, that in his capacity, he called them sons. To the extent that when Onesimus was going back to his head, Paul made a plea on his behalf. Paul stepped in and said, I am appealing on behalf of my son. It must tell you they're doing something different, and that thing they were doing differently is that Paul, even in the Bible with Jesus, he had three people that he was very close to Peter, James, and John. <laughs> if you read the overzealousness of Peter, always trying to defend Jesus and do this, and someone's love, it was he honored him, he respected God, he feared him, he revered him, like he saw him as. A divine entity. And I know some people have this confusion with honoring God and honoring your pastor. I had it myself. I remember there was this I will not mention anyone the the church, but there's this church in the way they don't joke with their pastor is crazy. It's crazy. And uh, (laughs) ah before I joined Zion, I was like, hey, these people are doing a lot like Thank you, Ma. Thank you, Pastor, sir. Like, I was like, hey. But then, I joined KCF. I joined Zion. And I think, I can say I understand. Like, when you see what these men of God go through, like, to just make sure we are okay. Reverend like you can call him at 3 a.m. He's not asleep. He's praying. He's like, there, someone will call him and pray for me. Like, he's not your father. Like, he's not, he didn't give birth to you but he does it out of love. And in that sense, he is your father. He didn't give birth to you, but out of he feels obliged that anytime you call, even if it is at an ungodly hour, he will wake up and pray for you because of love. And because of the, the relationship of father and son that had with Timothy, Titus, Onesimus, they, they came into righteousness. They came into a covering. They came into faith. Paul shepherded them in righteousness. And because of their honor for him, like I said, even when Onesimus was returning, Paul pleaded on his behalf that this is my son. I know that he may have stolen from you, but please take him back on behalf of me because he is my son. Righteousness. Let's look at peace. So we want to see the story of Naaman, I hope you all know Naaman, right? And in Naaman's story, please, I hope we all know the story of Naaman, so that we don't have to In Naaman's story, he needed healing. He needed healing, right? And he went to Elisha for healing. And when he went, this guy thought his form of honor was gifts. So he sent the elements like silver, gold, clothing, everything. He went with everything to try and touch the heart of Elisha. That was the way he decided to honor Elisha. But all Elisha required of him was to obey. So he gave an instruction. He didn't even go out to meet him, he just gave an instruction. Tell him to go and dip in the Jordan River, and he'll come out home. And he like, he just vexed. Eh, I'm the better rivers? Why am I going to dip in Jordan? He came thinking that gifts could honor man of God. But if he had not been sent to, if he did not have someone there to correct him, he would have missed honor. Because obedience is honor. Respect is honor. They can't tell you to do something and you will not do it. That's your covering. And me, you've come to me for healing. I'm telling you how you can get the healing and you bore. That what? It doesn't make sense. But then he was, well, he was, sensitive but someone around him was sensitive and let him know that if he had asked you to do other things you would have done it. So Why not just do it? And he did it and he was made whole. Over there he he got peace from honoring the man of God. Initially he didn't but because someone was there to rebuke him he he eventually got his healing which brought him peace. Let's look at Joy. So enjoy. I want us to talk about the story of Ruth and Naomi. And from all these scriptures, we'll talk about how we can honor our men of God. Because yesterday was also something that came up that people don't know how. right? So in Ruth's story, this is a woman who married someone. I mean, I plan to be close to my mother-in-law, definitely. But Ruth's faithfulness to her mother-in-law was at a different level. That your God will be my God. Everything she stayed with Naomi even when the man she had married who was Naomi's son died she still stayed she didn't have any reason to stay she could have said oh i'm going to find another man i'm going to find another husband but because of the honor she had for Naomi she stayed and through that she found joy in her marriage with Boaz. like he was rich <laughs> he was rich He took care of her. He loved her. She found joy in her marriage because she honored her mother-in-law. Had she left, I don't think she would have married. I don't know when she would have met Boaz to marry him genuinely. Because Boaz was related to Naomi. So had she decided to dishonor the sacred, for Ruth, she saw it as I married into this family. So even though the man I married is gone, I married the family. I am honoring the family. So I'm going to stay with the family. Even though like three of them died. Father, son, brother, they all died. She stayed. She honored her mother-in-law. And through honoring her, she met another husband. You can get joy honoring your man of God. Let's look at the ways you can honor them. So first, you can honor your man of God. I mean... (laughs) I think Papa really can agree with me when I say we want material honor nah, today. And, uh, uh-huh. But first of all, pray for your man of God. And we see this in First Timothy two, one to two.
1: First Timothy chapter two, from verse one to two. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Amen. Amen. Let's read Romans 15:30 as
0: well. Romans 15,
1: 30. Verse 30. Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ, and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me. Amen.
0: Amen. So,
1: this was false
0: I know, like, some of us forget that they are human beings, but they are human beings. I mean, they've reached a certain level of spiritual capacity, but your prayers also help them. They need your prayers. They need people backing them as well. So pray for your man of God. I think the issue with honoring the people around us or the men of God in particular is because there is a distortion in the way we see them. We don't see them as priests. We don't see them as kings. Because if you read 1 Timothy 2, 1-2, to 2, they said pray for kings and all those in authority. We have forgotten that they stand in a place of authority. It's just, oh, this is... Reverend Roland, he prays for me. He lays hands on me. That's it. You don't see him as a king. You don't see him as someone who is in authority over your life. You don't see him as a father. That's why praying for them is so hard. How many of us don't pray for our family? Don't pray for our family. Exactly. Isaac, you don't pray for them. You forget. But at least there are people you try to pray for it. right how many of us here spend at least five minutes a day praying for refuge? or our pastors our priests the people who cover us spiritually very few hands are up because you don't see them as someone who holds authority in your life you don't see them as your father you see them as the campus pastor but they are a priest this person is a priest and the Bible charges us to pray for kings and all those in authority, including your pastors and your men of God. The second way you can honor your pastor is by being obedient to him. Let's read Hebrews thirteen seventeen. Hebrews 13, verse 17.
1: Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. For they watch out for your souls, as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief. For that would be unprofitable for you. Amen.
0: I think we can see here that. It is clear. I don't think I need to go. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. For they watch out for your souls, as those who must give account let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that will be unprofitable for you it means if you dishonor your man of god if you disobey him it is unprofitable to you it doesn't come back and hurt him he did you just go and give account i told her to do abcd she wants to do efg it's, it's not on him it's on you it's unprofitable to you you harm yourself you do yourself the disservice obey them when they talk and i think it was a discussion we had yesterday You can ask questions, but follow. Okay, man of God, you said I should do this and this and this. How do I go about it? I don't understand the reason behind it. But obey. It's not now before you are coming to argue with your man of God that this is this. They said leave that boy alone. Leave that boy alone. They said come to church at 9 a.m. Be here at 9 a.m. They said watch and listen to the, the the post. Listen to them. They are giving you the instruction. When they go before God, you'll go and give accounts. Oh, I was taking care of Abigail. This, 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 this. This is what she did. The rest is between you. It's between Abigail, me. I've given my accounts as a man of God. So obey them. I don't. I don't think you know the joy it is to instruct someone and the person follows. Like. If you've ever been in, like, I know we do a lot, a lot of group work in Ashesi, so you understand, when you tell someone, oh, do this, and they do it. It's just nice. None of the people come to do back and forth, and then some people won't do their work, and some people, like, it's just nice that they just do it. They don't give you sh- It's very nice, and it makes things so smooth. But you don't see how that translates to being a pastor as well. You tell someone to do this and this and this, Reverend Milan said we've taught patience, and I really think we have. <laughs> Me, I'm very... Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've gotten that patience yet. I'm still working on it. But genuinely, it is a joy to see or to know that when you speak, someone listens and someone obeys. So please, obedience is one of the ways you can honor your man of God. The third thing is by being loyal to Him. And under being loyal to Him, I'd like us to include defending your leader's honor. So, with this, right, I mean, (laughs) I don't think any of us open our mouth to talk against our man of God. Right. But I can say that some of us will be sitting amongst people that will be talking against our man of God. And we will just keep quiet. We are just listening. Please if you are, you are just keeping quiet and listening, you are contributing to the talking. You are supposed to defend your 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 pastor's honor. You know the man. You know the person. And someone is listening they break relationships they, 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 and you are listening and you are maybe you don't talk but you are just sitting and laughing kiki, kiki, kiki. No, No. that is dishonor I can't hear if someone spoke about my father eh? they won't get up then you see the guy in me like I will fight I will fight and I think any one of us would do the same. If we had someone trashing or smart talking our mom or our father, would be like, hey, don't. But when you are a man of God, yeah, you keep quiet and listen and laugh. It is is dishonour to them. Quietly in the situation. Like, you, you, you don't need to be there. Like, OK, you hear your pastor's name. Step out. If you can. Defend wisely, go ahead. Wisely go ahead. But if you know that to bring out another side of you that will go against the Christian values, just walk out. I don't think they've changed your leg to the chair and say, I'm going to diss your man of God, sit down and listen. But staying in that atmosphere, no, it's dishonor. Like when I'm at Reverend Roland, even if he talks against you, I'm in my shoe. Like genuinely. And the fourth point is saying thank you. Just thank you. Like, just saying thank you. I don't even know how to put it. But all I can say is the same person you go to for prayers when the blessing comes, quietly. You don't go and say, oh, man man of God, this and this happened. You prophesied to me that I was going to travel. I've traveled. I'm coming. I'm bringing you perfume. I'm bringing you this. Oh, I'm saying thank you for the prayers. Just saying thank you. And they spend so much time praying for us and investing into our lives when you were seeking that breakthrough you didn't go to your father you didn't go to your mother to go and pray for you you came to the man of god oh spiritual backing when that thing happened you forgot to go back to the person who helped you make it happen to say just a simple thank you so i know today is pastor's appreciation day and we all want to get to riverland and there were questions about how we can do it without spending money it was a question that was asked So yesterday, when we were discussing it, I literally told David that I am understanding why God gave me the points he gave me, right? But you can bring the financial things, we'll take it, but there are other ways you can bless him, by respecting him, by being obedient to him, by being loyal to him. You don't need to do too much to show your man of God that I appreciate you. I am grateful for your presence in my life. I am honoring my covenant to God. But aside the covenant, I love you as a man of God. And I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the time, the prayers, the constant rebuke, correction, guidance. I know sometimes it's it's painful. Like Being blasted by a man of God is one of the worst feelings ever. Because you think you feel Even the word of God says it is good for rebuke, correction. It is a part of the training. And I don't want us to miss out on the blessings we can attract from honoring these men of God. Like I said, they are covering onto us, so they bring righteousness. their, Their guidance brings you peace, their guidance brings you joy. Because I can't tell you the number of times I've been in a situation and I'm like, hey, what do I do? And I call Reverend Roland and he'll be like, okay, what about this, 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 this. And any time I follow, I can tell you I am blessed by it. I am genuinely changed by his guidance. It's not just, oh, I follow and then nothing comes of it. Right? So I want us to take it seriously. If you have a seed you want to sow into his life, if you want to send him a long thank you message via whatsapp if you want to just hug him and say i love you papa that's 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 enough i don't think you need to go and buy a plane for him if you can we would love it right it will be amazing with his name on a paparoli air flight something like that like Paparoli Airways. Like, if you can't do it, that's completely fine. But I don't want you to think that monetary limitations is a reason why you can't appreciate him genuinely. So that is my sermon to you. I'm grateful for the opportunity. thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.